Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires... Get into Dobbs. Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kylie. Happy to go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Bradford Doolittle joining us here on the show. Baseball writer for ESPN.com recently wrote that the Cardinals have the 10th best rotation in all of baseball. It's a little Thank better. Thank you. It's a little better than what some of the projections have been showing lately. Bradford, we always appreciate the time, man. How you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Doing very well. So let's start with the piece that you wrote. You've got the Cardinals as the 10th best rotation in baseball. Why do you think it is that uh, you are higher on this rotation than some of the projections seem to be? Well, I think the main reason is because a lot of the projection systems rely on what you call defense-independent methodology. In other words, they weigh things like strikeouts and walks, things that are directly under the pitcher's control more heavily than they do in limiting hits, having pitchers that work to the defense. I think in the Cardinals case, you just have, you know, a number of guys, especially in the rotation that are good pitchers, but not necessarily high strikeout pitchers. And I think uh, for whatever reason this year, more than before, maybe it's just because of Kim being uh, projected for a lot of innings this year. Um, But they, you know, they don't have other than Flaherty, you don't have some big strikeout guys in the rotation, but what my system does, what I developed for this piece was to go back and analyze how pitchers do on a start-by-start basis, how consistent they are. And um, when that all shook out, it just it made the Cardinals look a heck of a lot better in my method than, than in most projection systems. Bradford, did the depth come into consideration when you look at this pitching staff? Because I think all of us in St. Louis, we look at the top four being a sure thing, but then that number five spot without Dakota Hudson, we can come up with like four or five different names that can fall into that role. Yeah, I mean, the, the depth is not stand out. Um, but that's really not that much of a, a difference from a number of teams that are outside of sort of the elite tier when it comes to starting rotations is that, you know, they might have a, a solid group of four or five or six starters. And then after that, you have a lot of guys that, you know, you can kind of pull them out of a hat. A couple of them might pan out and a couple of them might not. Um, I think I did actually write in that piece that I, I felt like the Cardinals could add another arm for depth, and it sounds like that's probably not going to happen, at least in terms of a major league pitcher in the short term. But, um, you know, um, I think that might be why, if you look at a a system where they're projecting pitcher war, and then it's a cumulative thing um, where the number of 
good pitchers that you have sort of stack up and, and, and add up, then maybe that will depress a team's ranking. And the way I'm doing it, to, which is kind of just assign starts to pitchers and, and projecting how you know the, the rotation is going to work over the course of the season, maybe that didn't penalize them in, in terms of depth as maybe some of the other systems. Bradford Doolittle joining us here on 101 ESPN. You can find his work over on ESPN.com. Just did his rankings of the top rotations and lineups in all of baseball. I did want to ask you about the lineup for the Cardinals as well, because you add in Nolan Arenado, and I know here locally everybody's very excited, and rightfully so, about what that can do for this lineup. How do you view them now compared to their peers in the National League, the other contenders in the National League? How's this lineup stack up against those other teams? Well, I think in terms of just offense, I think it's still a kind of a middle-of-the-pack group. Um, even with Arenado. And of course, when you're talking about statistical projections, anytime you're taking a guy out of Coors Field, then it becomes a big question mark. And that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a, a, a nosedive either. It's just, you, it, there's no great way to project ex Rockies. As I, I, every, it seems like twice a year, I feel like I've come up with a, a great idea to do that. And then when I apply it to all the players, it doesn't work. So, of course, in St. Louis, you have the great example of Matt Holiday didn't skip a beat when he moved from, you know, from Coors Field briefly to Oakland and then with the Cardinals. Um, Arenado has a little bit more stark home road splits than Holiday did, so we don't know. But he could come out and be the same superstar offensively and put up the same top-line numbers that we're accustomed to from him. And if so, that gives the, the Cardinals lineup a whole different level of dynamism. But the thing remember with the Cardinals is this is a group that looks like they're going to catch the ball extremely well possibly be the best defensive team in all of baseball. So when you kind of like pick apart how they look offensively in terms of a lineup, you also have to keep in mind how much value they're adding collectively by catching the ball. And I think that's really kind of really the standout aspect of this team is how they look defensively. Bradford, another question about the lineup, because I'm curious, uh, us in St. Louis, we look at this lineup and we say, of course, the, the strength is that three, four spot. But when you look at the other areas, when, when it comes to question marks, do you look at the top of the order or do you look kind of at that four, five and six spot for this team? Well, the top of the order is always a question mark. I, you know, when I'm going through, I don't really get too hung up on figuring out like, how batting orders are put together. Cause in terms of doing projections, it really doesn't matter that much, but I do sort of put myself in the the position of Mike Shelton going, how am I going to fill this lineup out every day? And you know, who's the first name I'm going to put on there. And you know, there's not a, a name that jumps out at you as a, as you know, an obvious leadoff guy or an obvious number two guy. Now I love Tommy Edmond. I think you can plug him in any spot in the lineup and he's going to fit that role. But um, I do sort of, feel like they need somebody to take a leap in terms of power to hit in that middle part of the lineup, that area you're talking about four to six. You know, if Paul DeYoung uh, sort of recovers from his down season in terms of hitting the the long ball last year, that'll definitely help. But if they could get a leap from a Tyler O'Neill or a Dylan Carlson, I think that would really help the Cardinals in terms of their offensive projection. How much do you think having Nolan Arenado in the middle of the order helps that potential, Brad? I mean, we we all know it, it's an intangible, but when you've got to do it in front of you, like Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt, it's a little different than hitting behind or in front of the guys that they've had in the middle of the order recently. How, how much do you think that helps, whether it be Paul DeYoung or Tyler O'Neill? 
Well, it always helps. I mean, first, for one thing, it's always harder to pitch around two guys than it is one guy. But the other thing is Arenado and Goldschmidt are just great all-around hitters, and that means there's going to be a lot of traffic on the bases for the guys hitting behind them. And regardless of what you think about the order in which batters hit, when you have guys on base, that makes the the guys um, behind them better because numbers just go up with guys on base. They get better pitches to hit. Pitchers have to stay more in the strike zone. So when you have two of those guys, um, and you can't pitch around both of them and any one trip through the order, you know, that definitely helps. Bradford, when you um, you mentioned the defense and what you think is going to be one of the best, and I couldn't agree more. Do you think the strength of this outfield is going to benefit this team in terms of defense with Tyler O'Neill and Harrison Bader and then Dylan Carlson, or do you think that's still a question mark? Well, I mean, I love Bader defensively. The, the, the issue is a lot of times he has to come out of the game late when you need somebody in a high leverage at bat. And, you know, this year you're going to be looking for opportunities to get Carpenter in there as much as you can, assuming that he's going to shift into more of a utility role. And when you do that, that takes Bader out of the mix for the late innings and, you know, and chasing down balls in center field. So, um, you know, it's always, it's always better when your top defensive players – can also at least hit for league average at the plate. And if Bader could develop more consistently in that area, that would help. But no, I, I, I love a young outfield. I love the young outfield of athletic guys that, that can go get it. And, you know, I think the more innings they're able to keep that O'Neill, Bader, Carlson trio on the field at the same time, I think that's really going to benefit the Redbirds pitching staff. Bradford, we, we talk so much about this Cardinals team, as as I as you can probably imagine. We know what interests us locally. What interests you about this team? Like, as you look at them from the 10,000-foot view, more as a national rider than us here locally, where we're breaking down, you know, the, the last guy that's going to make it into the bullpen, what is most interesting about this team to you? Well, first of all, I'm a, I'm a national rider who was born in central Missouri and went to the University of Missouri. My brother is a huge Cardinals fan, lives in the suburbs of St. Louis. So I'm not exactly have a total outsider's perspective on this, but um, also I, I would say the thing that always stands out to me when both in terms of when you, you talk to people with the Cardinals is, you know, the Cardinals do what the Cardinals do. You know, they don't necessarily jump on board with all of the, the, the newest trends that are going around the game. Um, they, they have the Cardinal system, they stick to it and they're able sort of keep to their plan no matter how much the external pressures and what's written about them and all of that come into play. And so we saw that this winter, you know, the National League Central wide open. Nobody's doing anything. The Cubs are tearing down. It's kind of a disgrace as far as I'm concerned. And then the Cardinals have an opportunity. You think just one or two splashy moves and they could clearly establish themselves as front runners. And for a long time, it looked like they might go through the entire winter without doing anything. Then all of a sudden, they spring the Arenado trade. They always are opportunistic about finding the right time and the right player for the right situation. So that's what really stands out to me about the Cardinals. And it's kind of just what the, the, the trade that's historic about the Cardinals. It's just having the Cardinals way and then being consistent about sticking to that. So Bradford, help me understand something then. I know you're not a part of this, but we've seen the projections around Major League Baseball that has the Cardinals winning 82, 84 games. That has the Brewers better than them. What are we missing that people are talking about in this NL Central saying that the Cardinals aren't the obvious favorite? The people are just pulling up the Fangraphs projections, and that's what they say, and that's so that's what they're they're doing. And you know they don't want to. They you know 
it could get, there's a lot more nuance to it. You know, there's a huge error bars in those projections. And, you know, when you dig down into it, like as with like the pitching staff and the, the lack of strikeouts in the rotation, you know, that's a big explanation why that um, the projections might undersell them. There's also, you know, it's a young outfield. Younger players have shorter track records. Shorter track re- records make players less projectable than veterans like with Arenado and Goldschmidt. Um, but, um, you know, I, the Brewers are another organization that has a way, they have a method of doing things and it's sometimes it's low key. They have possibly the best bullpen in baseball and they have a potentially very good starting rotation. So I think they are a prime contender, but people that are underselling the Cardinals, especially when you look at your projection system and it has them under 500, what has happened since last year that would make anybody think that they've taken a giant step back mm-hmm. and then go through and look at the last 15, 20, 25 years of franchise history. How, how often has this team been under 500? How often have they been totally out of postseason contention? And, you know, that's I, to me more than anything, whether you quibble with this or that, or the Cardinals, maybe not spending enough or not being aggressive in doing something. This is an organization that has earned the benefit of the doubt. Final question that I've got for you. We're talking to Bradford Doolittle of ESPN.com here on 101 ESPN. As of today, there's not expanded playoffs. That that could change literally at any moment. It could change maybe even during the first day of the season, <laughs> as we saw last year. As of today, though, there's still going to be the five teams in the postseason. It feels to me, Bradford, like it's going to be the Dodgers, Padres, Cardinals, Braves, and the Mets. Of those five, who do you think is most likely to miss the postseason this year in the National League? Well, I, I do think that it's going to be a three-team uh, slog in the National League Central. So, I, I mean, I would say the Cardinals, but, you know, the Mets are also, it's always a volatile outfit. And the National League East are very good. I mean, don't sleep on the Nationals. It's, it's kind of an older group, so maybe they will lack some dynamism. But, you know, they, they could have the MVP in Juan Soto. They have that starting rotation. The Phillies since Dave Dombrowski has come in and sort of stabilized the roster. So there's a lot of competition in the East, so they could sort of beat up on each other. Um, But I kind of think just because I don't see a ton of separation between the Brewers and the Cardinals and even the Cubs, as much as they've tried to shoot themselves in the foot over the winter, um, you know, I just, because of that, I just think the Cardinals would probably be, the least, the most likely to drop out in the scenario you just laid out. You were so close to nailing the landing, Bradford. So close. <laughs> you were <laughs> high on the, you're high on the rotation. You're high on the defense. We'll cut you some slack for that last answer. He is Bradford Doolittle, baseball writer for ESPN.com, joining us here on the show. All the best to you and the fam, man. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today, and we'll talk with you again soon. Thanks for having me, guys.